What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Super Fantasy Bros Podcast, which is part of the Triple Play Fantasy Network. I'm one half of the team, as always, Kevin Coleman, and I am joined by on my co-host by my sad Denver Broncos fan right now, Jacob Dunn. <laughs> Jacob, how's your week been? How, how are you feeling about your Broncos right now after that tough, tough week last week? Yeah, I mean, you know. We're frauds. There's there 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 are no ifs, ands, buts about it. Like the Broncos stink. Uh, I knew it. Most of America knew it. Had a cakewalk schedule, but hey, it's all good because we are here for your fantasy team, not for the sad Broncos. It's pretty bad loss there, Jacob. Right? Browns. Everybody's out. Case Keenum. Uh, I know. That, that, that's yeah. a tough one. Yeah, I mean, we were all. I mean, you know, like we were still underdogs which says a lot, <laughs> but still they came out swinging and that score should have been a lot, a lot, uh, just a lot further than it was. Like it was, it, it was a lot like it should have been a blowout. If the Brown starters were in the Broncos would have just got their doors blown off. But yeah, my goodness, somehow the Broncos were in it till the end. And, uh, of course they didn't finish. <laughs> of course. But, hey, you know, I, we're not counting at home, but my Cowboys have only lost one game and they should have won. But we'll, we'll go yeah. from there. Uh, on today's show, we're going to cover recent news, as always, and bring it down a week eight for you guys and let you guys know, uh, you know, where you should be at. And this is going to be a little bit of a Halloween theme one. We got we got to keep it in the flavor of the season. Like, we got to kind of go over there. Uh, my daughter's super excited about Halloween. So uh, nice. we're going to go there. So let's, let's roll. Let's do it. Here we go. All right, as always, let's talk about some guys that stood out to us and maybe some guys that disappointed you guys as fantasy teams. We can't keep putting Brandon Ayuk on, on here, though, so sorry for everybody out there that wants Ayuk. Just know, until he gets out of Shanahan's doghouse, he is on the bad list. Naughty list if we go Christmas-themed on this thing. Uh, but for me, I'm going to I'm gonna point out two guys that I think uh, it's funny that you know how well they're doing, uh, but I, you know, I'll just put them together because they're both rookies. Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, uh, they both uh, – Jamar Chase is on average – I think he's on uh, 1,800 yards is about what he should be at, and wow. that is incredible for a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And for a rookie wide receiver, what's he's doing? Everybody said, oh, he can't be Jefferson. He might be better than what Jefferson did last year. That's Maybe. that's how uh, that's how incredible he's been. He Right now, 34.1 average uh, for, in terms of like leaders. Uh, he's the number two PPR wide receiver right now through seven mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, and – and to me, that's that's an incredible. He's above Tyree Kill. Uh, he's averaging about 15.9 points per game. But it, to me, just on this now, I know there's some analytics guys out there right now that are worried about his that he's, he's going to keep this up. I love his targets where he's at, and he scores touchdowns. He already got six touchdowns on the year. Uh, so shout out to him. He's, he had 34 fantasy points uh, last week. He had 201 yards, a touchdown. He was incredible against Baltimore, which he was going to give Humphreys, and that's one of the number one man-to-man corners backs in the leagues, and he was and he was winning that battle. So right. got to give a shout-out to Jamar. And then the other guy's our guy, Kyle Pitts. And, you know, when you look at where he was, he was tied in two. He definitely probably should have been tied in one, but for some reason, you know, when we look at this week, it was – oh, did you know it was the week of the tight ends? I don't know if you knew that, but uh, it was tight end week. The week of the tight ends. That's what they're saying. All broadcast is the tight end week. So uh, Zach Ertz just, had a huge play. Was he tight end one? No, CJ Uzuma was, uh, was tight end one again. Of course, tight end one again. Uh, and then it was Pitts, uh, Gesicki, or Gesicki, excuse me, and then Zach Ertz was four. Okay. And then Tanyan, our boy Tanyan is back. Finally, He's tight end five. Foster Monroe. Just how everybody thought the season was going to be uh, with those guys <laughs> being in the top six uh, <laughs> right. in terms of wide receiver seven. But hey, Kyle Pitts is here, man. And, and you know what? He had a slow start. 
but it looks like he's kind of turned on two consecutive weeks now. He had 26 uh, fantasy points against the Jets two weeks ago. And in this last week, he had a 23 points, uh, 163 yards, eight targets, seven catches. He's looked phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, they're lining the ball over the place. So when we're thinking of like these two guys, realistically, when you're looking at it, like you could argue that the running back one in Dynasty, the running back, the wide receiver one, and the tight end one in Dynasty are all rookies. Sure. That's the crazy part. Najee. Chase Pitts. I mean, right. you could really realistically, right? Like, I think Pitts has to be tied in one at this point in Dynasty. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I mean, he's been he's been getting all the targets all season. It's just now it's coming to fruition. Like yeah. last week in London, he had, or two weeks ago in London, he had 119 yards. Now he has 163 yards last week. I mean, he. So we talk about all these tight ends going through like the growing pains and like it takes a year or two for them to get up to NFL speed. Well, it only took Kyle Pitts like what, like five games to get up to speed. He had like that little growing pains, even though he had a bunch of targets. Now he's getting the same amount of targets, but now he, he has that chemistry with Matt Ryan. So now, I mean, he is a top two tight end for the, for, for the rest of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, he has to be, right? And, and shout yeah. out to him. I mean, he, he's on pace to break every uh, rookie tight end mark. I think a lot of people, like I had him on a bunch of my buy stuff the first three weeks, if you could, uh, if anybody yeah. was tilting there. Like he is a, he, he's going to be that. And especially when they get a real quarterback, uh, I, have, I love Matt Ryan, but when they get a better quarterback in terms of like that offense, I will say uh, Ridley is struggling, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, we'll talk about that. But who are your guys? You're either guys that stood out. I try to be a little optimistic today. I'm yeah. usually the pessimistic guy in the group. Right. So I want to be a little optimistic. That was my job. We're taking turns because I because I, I was optimistic last week and now you're optimistic this <laughs> week. But I'm going to start off optimistic here with A.J. Brown. Oh, yes. 27.3 fantasy points. All right. He was wide receiver four on the week. He caught eight of his nine targets for 133 yards and a score. Brown's performance was easily his best of the season, posting his highest marks in receptions and receiving yards. All right. And before week seven, he was wide receiver 65. So this was a much needed breakout game for the third year stud out of Ole Miss. I love me some AJ Brown. Finally, he oh, yeah. finally popped out and, you know, you saw his talent there. So a big shout out to him, yes. uh, especially, you know, we've been waiting, waiting for this. Right. Uh, and yes. I will say I have AJ Brown and Jamar Chase in a lot of leagues because I love oh, those two guys. And like this that. week, finally, it prevailed a little bit for me. And I was like, all right, here we are. This is this is this is where we're going to go for him. So uh, yes. who's who's your pessimistic guy? Who's the guy that really, really hurt you? That is Tyler Lockett, guys. He finished as wide receiver 74 with 3.2 fantasy points in a PPR. All right. He had two catches for 12 yards. Over his past five games, he's averaging 31.8 yards per game. All right. Yeah. And that is a decent sample size to be like, okay, he, he, like, usually he is inconsistent to a point where he has 160 yards and two scores one week and then he just bottoms out with like 50 with like 40 40 to 50 yards but this is five games in a row where he has been stinking and i and don't get it twisted this is all geno smith's fault it's because russell wilson is not in the lineup all right so tyler lockett is a must bench moving forward all right geno ain't it you know which means that tyler lockett you know you should have either traded him away and just like snuck him into into a trade 
or you just have to ride him out and just hope that your fantasy team can float until Russell Wilson comes back, which is TBD. It's supposed to be around week 10, but that's being very optimistic uh, in Russell Wilson's eyes. So uh, if you have him, I would hold him, uh, but don't start him until Russell Wilson's back. 100%. Yeah. And who knows, you know, if, if Seattle doesn't, if Seattle comes back, maybe they're so far out of it. Like that, you know, Cardinals are taking that division. The Rams are, right there with it True. at a certain point you might think like they'll shut russell wilson down so there is right. that too like if they shut russell wilson down you're left holding the bag with lockett and you should have traded lockett a long time ago to be <laughs> honest with you uh, if exactly. in dynasty you should have it was it was kind of the right was on the wall there so right. I, I agree he has not looked good even metcalf he got lucky yeah that one big i'm not i don't want to say lucky but if metcalf owners well. you guys you got lucky in terms of he at least broke that off and, and did it because gino's just not the guy no, 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 no. DK had two catches, only two catches. But like yeah. you said, one went for 84 yards and a score. So yes, you got billed out by that. And maybe you can parlay that into a trade yourself if you are willing to trade him. Because it, as long as Gino is under center, all of the Seahawks skills players, their their ceilings are capped. Yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's just unfortunate there, uh, yeah. but there's not a lot you can do there. All right, let's go to some waiver wire ads. Uh, waiver wire, you know, we got some guys out there I think that are underrated. Um, a lot of people are kind of naysaying this week, but I, I still think there's some guys out there that can help you. Uh, I know you've been talking about this guy a lot, and he's still out there available in leagues, and now you better wish you would have grabbed him earlier. So why don't you give us your first yes. guy? All right, guys, I'm going with Kenneth Gainwell. Yes, like you said, Kevin, he has been on my waiver wire ads a few weeks back in the early part of the season because – Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell were sharing touches at first. All right. It was pretty much a split backfield and Boston Scott was nowhere to be found. All right. After Miles Sanders went down with an ankle injury in the first quarter last week, Gainwell proceeded to get eight targets, which he turned into four catches for 41 yards and a score. He did, however, split snaps and touches with Boston Scott. So he'd be looking at a timeshare if Sanders misses this week but Gainwell has the opportunity to show out and prove to Philly he should be the RB1 if Miles Sanders misses uh in a road matchup against the Detroit Lions so Gainwell he might split carries with Boston Scott but he is still a sneaky RB2 play this week if Sanders misses which it's trending that way since he is week to week yeah, I like Gainwell. I think I think I just like the targets, like you mentioned. I think he's gonna have that there. I just man, that Eagles offense <sighs> is it's just not good, right? Like it's just right. not there. I thought this may be the week they were gonna get Sanders involved, and it looked like they were, and then he got injured. So maybe they do that with Gainwell. I think Scott's gonna kind of eat into it a little bit. So I, I do yeah. I do worry about that. That offense is just not very good. So you have to hope the targets are gonna be there, kind of a la Swift, right? Not like you're saying he is Swift, but they're gonna have to figure that out. Uh, so no, I agree. I think if Gainwell's out there, you gotta kind of get him. Running backs are hard to find right now. So if yes, you can get are. him. Uh, that's before now um one of my guys right now is well i actually had another guy down and he's on covid list but it's randall cobb from the green bay packers so we know that Devontae's out alan lazard is out now because of covid he's got put on the list Uh, to me if you really are struggling at this position 
you, we know that Aaron Rodgers has that relationship with Cobb, that he wanted him there. He could get the targets in this game, and realistically, he could give a safe, very safe floor of like 10 PPR points. So if you're really hurting at the position or you're hurting on your roster, I don't think picking up Randall Cobb is a terrible option. So he's a low-level, yeah. low-risk kind of guy, I believe, because I think he's going to get the targets there. He could realistically get you know 10 targets this game, 9 targets, depending on how game script goes. And if, you, if he scores that touchdown, I think that he overexceeds his value, and that's a good thing. Absolutely. So if you had the choice between Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, who would you go with? Well, if, if, if I could, so I would do Alan Lazard, but he's on the COVID list. So if I, if it was me, I would do, I would do, you know, I would do basically Lazard, but since he's not there, I'm still going with Cobb. Right. 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 I got you. That's safe. Okay. So my next guy up here, guys. All right. They're, there is a 20,000 pound elephant in the room and that elephant is named Deshaun Watson and we need to talk about him. All right. His name has been swirling in trade rumors for the past few weeks. All right. Panthers and dolphins have been the two main teams attached to Watson, but other teams like the Eagles and Broncos have also made attempts at him. Uh, It's widely believed that he will be dealt before the, before the November 2nd trade deadline. All right. I understand it may feel icky stashing him this week, but if Watson plays this year, he's an every week top five quarterback. Even if you have a quarterback, you could just play the matchups week to week or use him as trade bait. All right. So if you are a quarterback needy team, it's time to make the move and just see if he does get traded. Because if he does get traded, like I said, he's a top five quarterback the rest of the way. You know, it's funny. I, I was laughing about this today. I talked about uh, Deshaun in one of my articles that we're going to talk about later. I put him in my um, a tr- buy category for fantasy pros. And, uh, you know, he might be, right? Like, it's so funny that he could be the single greatest just asset that we've seen just change the landscape of fantasy right now. Like, if he right. comes back and plays, we're talking about, like, monumental shifts in leagues. Like, that's right. that's how crazy this is. So, when you might as well, like, if he's out there and you maybe pick him up, this is the week to do it, right? Because really, realistically, we'll know if he gets traded or not. The biggest thing is I see people saying, oh, well, he should just go to the Eagles and all this stuff. He, already, he has a no-trade clause. Right. So... Some people need to be like more like, and he already said the Eagles no, like, yep. and I don't think he wants to go there. So nope. you have to be more realistic there. Now, just before we got on the air for everybody out there, I did read a report from, I think it was Joe Shad from Miami, that they already have a deal done for Tua. But mm-hmm. the owner of Miami wants to know what the commissioner is going to do in terms of like, you know, draft pick compensation. And also, is mm-hmm. Deshaun going to get suspended? Now, will he find that out? I doubt it. I don't think the commissioner is just going to be like, oh, yeah, here, let me tell you what my plan is. Right. Now, should they? Yeah. So I do think that there's some worry about that. But if he gets traded to Miami, that is an interesting, interesting trade all the way around. Yeah. So I'm thinking about that in terms of Jalen's, uh, Jalen Waddle's stock would soar. And so would Devontae Parker when he comes back. So would Will Fuller. I mean, that, Miami Dolphins offense would skyrocket. So yeah, I know that Will Fuller has been out for a few weeks with a broken finger, but he is expected back, not this week, but the week after. I think now is the time is is the time to stash him just to see if Deshaun Watson comes back. And at worst, it's Tua and he he has looked great so far. Uh so why not stash Will Fuller? So if he is available in your league, I would definitely try to pick him up. 
I would try to pick up Devontae Parker at, as well. And I would try to trade for Jalen Waddle because he's looked great regardless of Tua or if Watson comes. If Watson comes and Jalen Waddle is an every week wide receiver too wide receiver three, you know, like all those, all those dolphins wideouts would receive a huge bump up. And as for me, Kevin, personally, I'm still holding on to Robbie Anderson in one league, just in case Deshaun Watson gets traded to care to the Carolina Panthers, just in case. Now, if you need to drop them, let's say you have, let, uh, let's say you're dealing with a bye week this week, which is the Ravens. Um, and another team I'm blanking, but you know, you know who you are. Uh, but you know, if you have to drop Robbie Anderson, I get it. But for any of the Panther skill position players, for any of the Dolphins skill position players, I would either hold on or try to buy low just in case Deshaun Watson gets traded there. Yeah. Robbie Anderson, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. It's, it's been, it's just been tough, right? Like when we think it's about brutal. like, it's brutal right now in terms of that, but no, I, I think I agree. I think Deshaun's a great play. I really do. I, yeah. I really, I, uh, just in terms of like, hey, you might have them, and you might that could win your league. And this is what we're talking yeah. about. Like, uh, and I, and I try to preface that by saying in my article, like, hey, I know he's got a lot of other stuff going on on the outside, but we're not looking at that. We're looking at from a fantasy right. perspective, can we win the league? And as long as he's eligible to play, which he is eligible, he has not been charged with anything. Then hey, that's an option. We got to give you guys that option out there. Uh, strictly the, business, guys. Yeah, strictly business and make me money. Uh, now the other part is um, a guy that I think you should keep it away. I don't know how much run he's going to get this week against Minnesota, but Michael Gallup from the Cowboys. He's coming back okay. from his calf injury. Obviously, I know Gallup is there. I know Cedric Wilson has stepped in his place and done a very good job. Uh, but and Noah Brown to an extent, but we're not going to do that. I do think Gallup can come in and and be a value. It's a high powered offense. He's worth having on your bench and as a wide receiver flex option, especially with bye weeks. I think that right. he he's someone that you should go try to reach out. I know a lot of people dropped him after that first week. Obviously, he's been gone for seven weeks, so you can probably grab him. Uh, I would definitely take a look at Michael Gallup and maybe kick, kick, the, kick the tread on those tires a little bit and see, hey, can I grab this guy? At worst, he's a wide receiver three, um, you know, option. Hey, I can fill him in. Maybe yeah. he scores a touchdown. But you even saw that first week. I mean, he gets the targets and he gets those explosive plays. And I think that he'll eat in the Schultz a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know me, Kevin. I want every single piece of that Dallas Cowboys offense pie. So I will definitely pick up Gallup this week. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, all right, so let's go over. So those are our waiver wire ads. Uh, I want to do something a little bit different in, in, in talking about guys like in or out that we're doing this, but we're going to do it like let's do pumpkin. So pumpkin is going to be players that we think are going to fall apart down the stretch. So Mike <laughs> Davis, he's been a pumpkin since week one. Yeah. Uh, favorite candy is a player we think we're going to continue to have their great season. So like all our right. favorite Halloween candy, which can we can talk about that too. Okay. And then let's do pumpkin player who we think fall down the stretch. So give me your pumpkin. Who is your pumpkin that you think are going to let people down my pumpkin is melvin gordon the third all right gordon is the rb20 so far this season he's been a stable fixture in the denver bronco backfield but denver has lost four straight games their next three games are at washington football team the dallas cowboys and philadelphia eagles the broncos could easily go one and two before their bye week in week 11 going one and two would mean a four and six record for the broncos you're, prob you're probably thinking to yourself, that doesn't mean that the Broncos are necessarily out of the playoff race. Well, let's look at look, let's look at their schedule rest of season. All right. They face the Chargers, the Chiefs, loss, loss. 
Lions. Maybe it's a win. I mean, you know, like the Lions are starving for that, for, for that, for that win. So, you know, let's just say they go one and two. And then the Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs, which they could lose all those games. So they could essentially lose the rest of their games after the bye week. So it makes sense to give Javante more work and experience before Melvin before Melvin Gordon goes bye-bye and leaves in free agency. So now is the time to sell Melvin Gordon the pumpkin. I like that. I think they do. And you saw what Javante did later. And I think, uh, do you think yeah. Fangio gets fired? It's, it, it is a huge topic of discussion here in Denver. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was an easy choice to just cut loose, but there is no one, there is no one internally uh, to replace him because our offense coordinator, Pat Shermer, he's a bum as well. You know, like there's just a <laughs> bunch of bums in Denver and no one can really take that spot, you know, for Vic Fangio if he were to be fired. Now, I want him fired. I think he's done. He needs to go back to being a defensive coordinator. Uh, but I don't think he gets fired. I think that the Broncos just ride it out and fire him after the season. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I, for me, I would think that if he got fired, Javante's stock would go up, right? Because I think they yes. would use him more because yes. I think it's Fangio that's really trying to say, oh, we need Gordon in here. And I think the new regime yeah. or new people would come and say, no, we're just going to ride with Javante because Javante exactly. is a talent with the draft capital. Uh, so that's something to watch too. Uh, my pumpkin is Dalton Schultz. And I like mm -hmm. Dalton, but I do think that he's getting a little overvalued right now. I know he's in a high-powered offense. And obviously, I'm a, as a fan, a fan of the team, I know that. But I do think with Michael Gallup coming back, is going to play a role because I think Gallup's yeah. going to get some of those targets he's going to eat into there. Jarwin's playing pretty well. I do just think that the targets are going to be dispersed a little bit more. I think that when you look at Schultz right now, he's wide, he's tied in six, but being tied in six doesn't really mean um, a ton <laughs> right now. Uh, sure. Now in PPR for so that's in standard PPR is tied in five, so he's around there. He he's only scored eighty four points, and so when you look at the difference between tied in five, which he is right now, and tied in nine, is three fantasy points. That's it. So realistically, he could be on the outside top, outside of 10. He could be at 9, 10 in that, in that area. And then with, with Gallup coming back, with his game log that he's had. So in that, and now in that first game when they had Gallup, I know he went six for six. He had 45 yards. Again, though, he's very dependent on, hey, how is this game script figure out? Can we get these, these little bit of sets there? I think teams are going to key on him a little bit more. I do like his schedule. I mean, we play Minnesota, which would be interesting. Denver, we should crush. Sorry, Atlanta, <laughs> Kansas City again, the schedule. So when we're looking at yeah. kind of the schedules and how it flows out, I like him. I just think that he's going to be more disappointed on the stretch and have a lot more tight end two games. I think that's a fantastic take because a bunch of people have been asking me if they should trade, you know, Darren Waller or TJ Hawkinson. And then they always say their backup is Schultz. And that makes me nervous just because before Gallup got hurt, it was a crapshoot. Was it going to be Schultz or Blake Jarwin? You just don't know. Uh, yeah. But once, once Gallup went away, it was the Schultz show. Well, Gallup's back. So it's a little bit murky. So I can't trust Schultz as my tight end one. So that's a fantastic pick as a deflated pumpkin, Kevin. It could happen. <laughs> All right, let's talk about your player that you think is, uh, you know, you, you continue the great season and going to have this. And then, you know, what's your favorite uh, Halloween candy? All right, so I thought long and hard about my favorite Halloween candy, a lot more than which player I was going to choose. You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like Skittles, 
Reese's. But I'm like, ah, oh, but nothing beats Starburst. I love Starburst. I love finding What's that Starburst. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Starburst? Pink? <laughs> okay. I, I like yellow. I know oh, it's an okay. unpopular choice, but I love that lemon. It's so good. You um, would like yellow. That fits you. That fits you. <laughs> it's consistent, you know, it's reliable. Uh, yeah. you know, you know, it's always good. Uh, but yeah, so my starburst here is Najee Harris. All right. Volume, volume, volume. Before the Steelers bye week, Najee was R- RB3 in PPR leagues. That's crazy to think, given his gross 3.8 yards per carry. But the rookie is getting it done through the air with 34 catches for for 244 yards through the first six weeks. All right, I expect the rookie running back to continue getting heavy volume both on the ground and through the air. So I expect top five numbers the rest of the way from Najee Harris, my lemon starburst. All right, I want to know right now, where do you have Najee in Dynasty rankings? Najee Harris, oh man, uh, I have been going back and forth uh, between him and CMC, but I'm honestly, I'm getting really nervous about CMC. Uh, those types of backs who aren't built like the prototypical back, um, you know, he just had an injury last year that kept him out all year, and now he's hurt again. I feel like he's gonna he is going to be banged up for as long as he is in the league so he makes me nervous Najee is built like a tank and he can go through the air he can run through the tackles now he is 24 years old so you know there is an argument that Javante Williams should be up there he's 23 years old um you know just yeah I gotta I gotta go with Najee Harris even though the quarterback situation is murky uh I would rather roll with Najee at 24 who has a solid four to five years left um, okay. than CMC, who has slowed down considerably. Now, I'm curious, who do you have as your RB1 in Dynasty, Kevin? Uh, so this is, a, this is a tough one for me. I think it's Jonathan Taylor. I love that. Uh, so I, I'm a Jonathan Taylor guy. If Frank Reich could get his shit together, uh, Frank right. is uh, killing me uh, all, all the way around. But I'm a Jonathan Taylor guy, and I actually have Swift as my running back too in Dynasty. Okay. So I'm a big Swift guy. You know that I've been a big Swift guy, but I think Najee's right there, especially for two years. Right. So when we're thinking right. about it, like he's right there, I- I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that call. Uh, but I'm just interested. I- there's some people out there that think Najee's, you know, I- that offense, I feel bad for guys like Swift and Najee because they're on shit teams and those yeah. teams are going to be bad for, I, I mean, Steelers have more, you know, I think they have that pedigree that they, they can play. They have a good coach. They have a system that's pretty good in place. But, like, Swift's going to get wasted, right? Right, right, That's right. what sucks. You know, like, you see these uber-talented running backs on these sorry teams, and it's like, these are their prime years. Can you please trade them to the Packers or, like, to a team that's going to utilize them? Like, yeah. I totally get it. But it's not happening. But, you know, uh, you know whatever. Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to talk about my favorite my favorite Halloween candy, which gets hated on by everybody out there, is candy corn. I love candy corn. <laughs> candy corn is okay. just for Halloween. Like, I'm just, like, I'm just, as a Halloween candy, it's right. my one indulgence. Like, I can eat Starburst whenever. I don't feel like I can go eat candy sure. corn at any sure. time but at Halloween. So I'm going with candy corn here for my guy is Marquise Brown. I think that he's going to continue this pace. Now, we were worried last uh, last week. Bateman came back, and hey, Bateman looked good. 
He did yep. get targets. You saw there. But you know what? Marquise Brown is kind of here to stay, guys. I think he's one of the most consistent wide receivers that we've seen this year. They said, hey, is it boom or bust? And realistically, yeah, he's had two games. He had seven and eight. But besides that, he's had at least 19 fantasy points in each of the other games out of the yep. five. So, you know what? And you know what? To be honest, like in a couple of those games that he had, like that Detroit game, they only had eight points. He had some of the worst drops I've ever seen. He should have had two touchdowns, I believe, mm -hmm. that game. Yeah. He would have had over 20 again. Well, now we're talking about him being a top two wide receiver right now in PPR if he didn't have those drops. So, for right. me personally, I think Marquise Brown's there. He had 14 targets against Cincinnati. 14. <sighs> Even with Bateman out yeah. there. With that yeah. rushing attack being the way it is, if they're handing the ball off to Le'Veon Bell – they're going to throw it the ball to target now. Okay. Like, right. so if they're handing the ball off, Le'Veon, Devonta Freeman, these are guys that we knew about like five years ago. They were great on Madden in 2015. <laughs> and now we're, yeah. that we're talking about like legitimately now, give me Brown. I think Brown's going to consistently be good for them. And especially, Hey, they have a, they have pretty easy, you know, schedule coming down. I know that they're playing Cleveland and Pitt, but these guys are going through some secondary issues, Minnesota, yeah. Miami. I think realistically we're talking about Brown as being a wide receiver one this year. I like that a lot. And you know, Brown got 14 targets, like you said. He only had five catches, but he still had 80 yards and a score. And Bateman had about eight targets, even though it was just three catches and 80 yards. So, like you said, this was our hope with Bateman coming back. All right, Bateman has that slot possession skill. Bateman can run the underneath routes where Marquise Brown flies. Now, the Bengals have a quietly solid defense. So, I get why there were so many targets, but not a lot of caught balls. Okay. Yeah. So this target share was fantastic. And as far as your candy corn, Kevin, I honestly don't have a bunch of beef with it. Um, I don't think they're anything special. I think they're weird and waxy, but like, I'll still eat it if I'm at a party and it's in a giant bowl. I'm like, sure, sure. I'll eat some candy corn, but, uh, I, I never seek it out to be honest. I'm sorry. All right. That's fair. Hey, that's fair. Hey, not everybody has good taste. I understand that. <laughs> oh, uh, you'll be all right. Like, but hey, and the candy cord pumpkins are are perfect. Like those okay. things are perfect. So you know, give it an open mind out there. All right. So those are the guys that we were we were talking about as being, hey, guys, we think are gonna continue going, and guys that hey, you know what, they might fall apart. So you might want to be be ready for that fall. Uh, all right, let's go through some start sits. We'll be a little uh, quicker on this. We'll just talk about some guys that you know could be sneaky. Could be, hey, uh, of course you start those guys. But for me at the quarterback position, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Daniel Jones against the Chiefs, Jacob, doesn't – it's not a terrible – I don't think it's a terrible pick. No. Uh, especially with that – the way that Kansas City defense is playing right now, not amazing. Uh, Daniel Jones is QB 16 right now. So when we're looking at him, he's not doing absolutely that bad. Uh, last week we saw him have 16 fantasy points against Carolina – he had that touchdown. He's got that rushing upside that you like to see sometimes. He can get yep. in the end zone. I don't think he's a terrible play based on what, what happened. And we just saw what Tannehill did. Now, Tannehill's a better quarterback. They obviously have all the, all the weapons that they had there. I do think, though, that the Giants are going to throw a lot in this game. It's going to be a high script game. So I'm going to see. I think the usage is going to be there for Daniel. So I, I, I think he's a sneaky play. If, you, if you're streaming, maybe you, you roll with Daniel, especially with bye weeks going on right now. Spoiler alert, he may or may not show up on my streaming segment later. Oh, nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, so my sneaky quarterback start this week is Kirk Cousins versus the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Mm. Kevin always says yes. that I pick on the Cowboys, but it's really whoever is facing whoever is facing the Dallas Cowboys always has to catch up because of that high powered Cowboys offense. So I want the quarterback who's facing them because he's going to have to throw a game. And Kirk Cousins has been solid all year. Um before the Vikings bye week, Kirk Cousins was quarterback 10 on the season. 
This week, he has a fantastic matchup against a Dallas team giving up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. You know, Justin Jefferson, Adam hooked on a Thielen, and Dalvin <laughs> Cook having to keep up score for score with the Cowboys. There's no way that Cousins finishes outside the top 10 this week. No, I, I don't mind that. We always, everybody out there, listen, we struggle against Minnesota. So we have this saying with Minnesota. I don't know what it is as a Dallas Cowboy fan. I did. They, you know, Cousins does well against us. Yeah. So like you said, even though Diggs and those guys are playing pretty well, right. I do expect this to be kind of a high scoring game. And even if Cousins is there in that second half, he's going to go off. Like that's just, that's the oh, reality. Yeah. That's it's just, gonna, so I don't hate it. I understand. I understand. It's going to be a fun game, man. It's going to be fun. I think that's going to be a very good game this yeah. weekend. Uh, now my next for running backs, Daryl Henderson against the Texans. I yeah. don't think I need to say anything else, but you know, the Texans, <laughs> right. we saw what happened last week. I do think they're going to lean on the run game a little bit. Uh, I love everything about this LA offense, uh, especially against the Texans there. And I could see it to a point where they, they give Henderson the ball a little bit more in the beginning. I think yeah. Stafford obviously is going to have an okay game. I wouldn't expect a huge game out of him. I think they're going to like save him a little bit. I can see Henderson get a little bit more usage, and he's going to score a touchdown. That's my lock of the week. I think Henderson scores a touchdown. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, and my sneaky running back start is Khalil Herbert versus the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Herbert impressed me last week. Going up against a Tampa Bay defense who ranks first against the run, Herbert gashed them for 100 yards on 18 carries. All right. And he did that with Damian Williams back. So it's safe to say that that Herbert is Chicago's RB one until David Montgomery comes back with 20 plus carries at Herbert's disposal. He's a rock solid RB two this week at home against San Francisco. Yeah, no, Herbert looked good. Like you said, I think against San Francisco, they're real a little bit. I, I do agree with you there. I think that they can have that. We just saw what Jonathan Taylor did. I do think they can. you can run on, on San Francisco yes. a little bit. So, yeah, no, hey, you know what? Especially with the running back situation right now, you just start whoever is there. Like, hey, if he's right. healthy, can he roll? Okay, right. I'll take him. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I agree. Wide receiver-wise, you know what? I'm going with my guy Cooper, Amari Cooper from uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I did that is exactly what your your points are. Yep. He's healthier now. I think they needed that bye week off, so he's yep. going to get healthy. I think that this is going to be a Cooper game. So we, we're going to go back and forth on Lamb, Cooper, these guys. I think this is going to be one of those games where we can see Cooper getting 10 targets. They're going to use him well, and he's going to get an end zone. So give me Cooper this week. I, I would start him without hesitation, especially based on game scripts and how this game is probably going to roll. Yes, these past few weeks, Cooper was dealing with that rib injury, but he should he should be close to 100%, like you said. So I hope everyone was able to buy low on him. Yeah. Uh, and let's just stick with the Dallas and Vikings game right now. I'm going to go with Adam Thielen, all right? We all know that Justin Jefferson is going to eat, but what about Thielen? The 31-year-old recorded 11 catches in his last game for 126 yards and a touchdown against a very tough Carolina defense. I see him getting similar success against a Cowboys defense, giving up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Yeah, no, hey, you know what? I, I like that. I mean, I'm, I'm worried about this game now. I would pick it all these guys. Like now, I'm a, it better be like a 56 <laughs> to 55 game. All right, it should be a high scoring game. I, I do yeah. think that. I think Thielen, hey, Thielen and Cooper kind of remind me of each other a little bit, right? They're, they're kind of sure. underrated. They produce. Yeah. They're there. They're not that flashy type. They're going to get you those points. But I, like I do been around forever. <laughs> I do see it. I like the idea with Thielen too, like you mentioned too, because I think Diggs shadows Jefferson. 
And yeah. I, and you're going to see that. And so now I think Dean is going to have good matchups on that defensive in that defensive backfield, especially yeah. the safety struggle. So right. we could see I, we could see a Thielen long touchdown pass that we usually see. Right. Uh, so you know I, I do I do like that there. Uh, tight ends. We're gonna go with my guy Zach Ertz, who okay. looks little hey rejuvenated. You see him run the other day? I was like, hey. Ertz so good. Oh Zach yeah, Ertz is out there. And and I will <laughs> say I'm gonna give a little plug to our YouTube channel. Me and uh me and my guy David, we did a guaranteed to score segment for tight ends, and we hit two out of three. We picked Ertz. Nice. Uh, we had uh, oh man, now I'm getting old. I can't remember who the other one is. That's that's how that is i know the one i missed i know i picked tanya in the score and luckily he did and then i missed uh cole commit that was just a terrible that was a terrible game we're not going to talk about that yeah uh, but you know i think with hurt Ertz there hey like i said and i mentioned this somewhere and i don't I, i'm on too many shows but i do know i talked about Ertz, and i and i said listen if max williams was having a a year like he was having and right. like a career year Ertz is going to step right in because that's the best best t- tight end houston's ever had in a long time. So when you're looking Arizona. at, yeah, or should be yeah, Arizona. I don't know yeah. what I did right there. So yeah, Arizona, <laughs> they played Houston. That's why right. I was, I looked at it. So, uh, you know, that's the best tight end that Arizona's had in a long time right. and they've gotten the targets. You've seen it. And yeah, you know, and in, in PPR formats, you know, Ertz had 16 points and he had five targets. He should have scored twice. I don't know if you saw the first touchdown that it basically got stopped like the half yard line. Yeah. So realistically, we could be talking about Ertz being a tight end one this week, two touchdowns, looking how good he is. Right. I think Ertz is going to be back for value-wise for the next couple of years, and it saved his dynasty value. I love that play. And also, I'm thinking, who has been the Cardinals tight end? Like, I'm just thinking, like, who who was better than Ertz? The only one I can think of that has been their tight end that was decent is Ricky Seals-Jones, who is making That's some noise for Washington. Yeah. But who else right yeah <laughs> yeah i you know i can't even think of it because it hasn't been relevant right right right, right um, exactly that's how um, that's how bad it is I, I can't even remember who their tight ends have been right uh so so for my tight end sneaky start that i think is going to be a tight end one for sure is hunter henry who uh kevin you know how i love revenge game narratives Hunter Henry returns to play the Chargers where he spent the first five years of his career. And with John Smith questionable to play with a shoulder injury, Henry is in line to soak up a ton of targets in what should be a negative game script for the New England Patriots. And to put the cherry on top, the Chargers are giving up the most fantasy points to tight ends. So I love Hunter Henry this week. Yeah, I think Hunter Henry's there. And it, is Johnny Smith hurt? I know he's... He is hurt. He went out yeah. with a shoulder injury. Now, he hasn't been ruled out. But even if he's not, you got to think that Hunter Henry has a lot more snaps than Johnny. Yeah, you have to think that's going to be in there. And, and with the way Mac Jones is playing right now, and they look for him in the yeah. red zone. So you're going to see those red zone targets there. Uh, I think Hunter Henry could be that option that you have there. Uh, defensively, I'm going to go the Bengals versus the Jets. Uh, I don't know who's going to play quarterback at that spot. So... I- Flacco, no, Flacco, Mike White. Oh yeah. Whoever it is, I, I, yeah. you know, whoever it is, especially coming after that big win of the Ravens, what they were able to do there. I think that's a smash play. And I think that's a yes. smart play. Yeah. So that was definitely my play before I saw that you stole them from me, but <laughs> it is, but it, it is the smart play and they are available everywhere. So, uh, that is close to, uh, a guaranteed play as you can get. Uh, so, I did a little bit of a deep dive and I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos versus the Washington football team. 
All right, the Broncos welcome in a struggling Washington team that has afforded opposing fantasy defenses on average 9.3 fantasy points per game over their last three games. Heineke has been struggling mightily while Gibson is running around on one leg. All right, I like Denver this week as a budget play on DFS and a sneaky fantasy start if you aren't able to get the Rams or or the Cincinnati Bengals defense in your lineup this week. Yeah, I like that call. I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned Taylor Heineke on the show a few weeks ago to sell him, especially yes. before this stretch. Yes. This is what I was talking about. You know, I think his value is completely dipped, right? It like has. we're not talking about him anymore. I think Never. that's the, I think that's the problem. We're not going to talk about him anymore. And you know, you should have got rid of him when you could. And you definitely just, now you're just hoping you're the, you're actually in here trying to like compete, but right. now it's, now it's tough. So yeah, I don't hate that. I, and I do think your defense is playing okay. Right. Like it's not yeah, really yeah, your defense. Decent. That's the problem. Right. Right. And, and it's in Denver, a very, a very tough place to play. So that works in favor to get you some guaranteed points there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I think, I think we're there. And I think that when we're talking about that in Denver interceptions and he has and he fumbled the ball, we can look for sacks. So yeah, I'm all bored there. All right, let's go to my dynasty panic meter. Let's talk about a recent, you know, article I just wrote. It just came out today on fantasy pros. You can check it out. Uh, So basically it's just dynasty trade advice guys that I think that you should go after in this. And one of the guys is my biggest buy right now is Jerry Judy. Go get Jerry Ooh, Judy, whatever like you can do right now. You know, I think that his buy now window is closing very fast. He's recovering from that. Judy's a big part of that offense. Before he was injured, he saw seven targets, six receptions for 72 yards with Teddy. Mm-hmm. Teddy, that's one of his favorite targets. They've missed him. That offense has missed him a little bit. Yes. And, you know, as much as we've been calling on like Patrick and these other guys, they're not Judy. And even with the healthy Cortland Sutton on the roster, I think his value is is going to shoot through the roof. I think he's going to be fine. I actually wouldn't – I would not – now, now I think Sutton's a very good talent, mm-hmm. but I do think that Judy's going to get more targets than him to, to finish out the season. That's that's extremely fair because Teddy Bridgewater loves Jerry Judy. Yeah, right? he, he loves him. Loves him. So Judy, he, he, he is expected to play this week, and after this week – He's going, he, he's going to do well. Like he, he is going to be in in that wide receiver two, three conversation. So listen to Kevin when you, when he says to buy Judy now before that happens. Yeah, I I think you just have to, I think that you got to go out there and try to get him as best you can. Um, and, and just, and just grab him. I think that because he, they're going to get some quarterback next year, right? Jacob, like they have to. So even for dynasty value wise, Dynasty yeah. value wise, he's still going to be there. And 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 for example, and I always try to harp on this. Always say who you could get him for. So he re- he recently got traded straight up for Jalen Waddle and Brandon Ayuk. Okay. So separate deals, straight up. I'm okay with getting Judy for those two guys. Absolutely. Like at this point, I like Waddle. I've always been a, he was my wide receiver yeah. two coming out. But if you can get a guy like Judy, I think I'm a little higher on Judy just based on based on where they're at. Now, if that changes, if Deshaun Watson goes to that Miami, though. Exactly. Uh, now, if you Ooh. if you look at <laughs> If you look at the other things, like he's essentially going for a first in some of these, but I wouldn't give up a late first right now for him. But yeah. you could pair him with a second and get him. So, like, for example, what if you move Kenny Galladay for a second? Maybe someone would bite on a Galladay. I don't know if they would right now. Uh, obviously, right. that that's not enticing. Brandon right. Cooks in a second? Maybe. Maybe you can get him there. Yeah. Juju in a second. Maybe a rebuilding team. Maybe uh-huh. they would want Juju. They believe in him. He's 24. Then you get a second right. round pick. So for me, I'm going to pair something there that you can pair with him to trade. Uh, but I like Jerry. Uh, the next guy I'm buying, if I'm a big contender, and that's Nick Chubb. 
Okay. I'm going to go all in on Chubb be just because coming back, I think he's a safe locked in running back, running back to floor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know Darren Johnson look good, but let's be clear. Chubb is <laughs> one of the best running backs in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Darren Johnson's not taking away from his workload there. Uh, so Chubb is the type of back I'm going to go now. He was recently in a deal for Trey Sermon, Travis Etienne, and a first next year. That's essentially I'm going to trade Chubb because I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to take right. ETN, who I want no part of with that Lymphrax injury. I, I, I'm out there. Trey Sermon's dead. And in yeah. a first, which, you know what, in this class is kind of low. If you sure. can get Chubb for that and compete, I'm all in. Give me Chubb all day. I like that a lot. I'm going to go. I'm going. I'm going to go out right now and go fishing for some Nick Chubb. That's for you sure. can, you know, and if you're getting rid of Chubb, like I'm in a league, I, I have Chubb and I'm not doing the best end. I'll be honest out there. And I, ha- it's a 14 team league and I have Chubb. I might think about moving Chubb to a contender, but I'm not giving him up for that. And if I'm getting something right. back, I'm getting some type of running back asset back that I like, or at least two first. I think Chubb's yeah. value is at two first, but if you can get him lower than that, I think that's a value. So that's for me as a buy. Uh, and then the last about- guy. Oh, go ahead. How about like a Javante Williams and uh, a second? You know, like which side? Like an early second. If I knew I was going to, if I had a team that was going to compete and could win, I don't mind that. I love me some Javante though. So like I would be nervous because if Javante does get that workload we're talking about, now we're like, damn it, we could have just kept him. But I do will say like, if I think that, if I think I'm going to be a contender and win it all, I'm going after I'm going after Chubb, and that's that's no brainer to me. Uh, and the last guy is Deshaun. So for me, uh, I, I mentioned him in my article. I said, "Hey, this kid." So that's why I laughed when you know we brought him up earlier. <laughs> I said, "Hey, if he's there, so he's getting moved up straight up for Ryan Tannehill right now. Mike Williams got moved up. He actually got traded straight up for Mike Williams in a Superflex wow. league. Antonio Gibson, Derek Carr, a first, Zach Wilson, all those guys. So his value is." Across the board. Like, it's de- right. there's no value. It's hard to gauge value right. for Deshaun. Right. Because it's, it's just whatever. So, basically, it's all league dependent. I think all of those are reasonable because let's say you're not competing and you have Tannehill and you could get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You might want to kick the tires on that a little bit because maybe, yeah. just maybe, that could win you your, you know, maybe next year once the legal stuff figures out. Now you have a top five dynasty asset for the next, what, eight years, as long as he mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, go in, you know, massage parlors. So, <laughs> like, we're looking yeah. at a legit asset here. I think he's a sneaky buy for a lot of teams. If you're competing, you could go for it. If you have two quarterbacks that you like, if you're not competing and you feel like you want to build around him for the next few years, I, I like both assets, both ways. Yeah, you got to think that Deshaun Watson has learned his lesson and he's going to stay the heck away from all that crap. Uh, but, you know, I have Deshaun Watson and I am in a rebuild mode. I have gotten offers. They haven't even been across the board. They've been all hot garbage, like just garbage deals to where I'm like, uh, no, I would much rather wait and see because Deshaun Watson's upside is a quarterback one, like you said, for the next eight years. So I'm not just going to trade that on a whim, especially since I am rebuilding. So all all of you guys who have been holding him, keep holding. All of you guys who don't have him and can get him on the cheap, listen to Kevin and grab Deshaun Watson on your dynasty team. Yeah, and hey, you just got to go for it, right? Like these are the things you got to do. You got to go for it and and try to attack it. So those are my three guys for dynasty. So why don't you give us your streamers? Who are you going with this week? All right, my quarterback streamers this week is Carson Wentz versus the Tennessee Titans. All right, Wentz is rostered in 41% of Sleeper and 38% of Yahoo. 
Wentz has been lights out since week four, averaging just over 20 fantasy points per game, which is good for quarterback 10 during that span. This week, he faces a Tennessee Titans defense, giving up the sixth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Look for Wentz to keep leaning on Michael Pittman Jr. and T.Y. Hilton, who is likely to return in week eight. Wentz is easily a top 15 option this week at quarterback. And now my second option here is Daniel Jones. He travels to Kansas City. All right. He is rostered in 33% of sleeper and 28% of Yahoo. Danny Dimes wasn't spectacular last week, but he he did put up 17.02 fantasy points against a tough Carolina Panthers defense. This week, he travels to Kansas City to face a Chiefs defense, giving up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. The 24-year-old is averaging 32.7 rushing yards per game, which gives him a decent floor. So I know it's a bit of a mess in New York right now with Kadarius Toney and Sterling Shepard questionable, but Daniel Jones got the job done last week with Slayton and Pettis against the Carolina Panthers defense that ranked top 10 in virtually every, every single category. And now he faces a team that ranks bottom 10 in virtually every single defensive category. So don't be surprised if Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, sneaks into high-end quarterback territory this week. No, I agree. I think that, you know, I, I mentioned him earlier. I think he can. Yep. I, I do really think that he can do that. Now, I don't know what to do with him in Dynasty. I'll be honest. I don't Oof. know if they're going to keep yeah. him. I think that regime is going to go away. But you know what? With the quarterback landscape, it is. I, you know, I was listening to the Bucky Books podcast, the podcast Move the Sticks. I really like. They were talking about 12 teams could be looking for quarterbacks next year. So if that's the case, <laughs> hey, Daniel Jones might be a guy that's just moved around. Like there's that's some guys fine. that are going to go someplace. I mean, maybe yeah. Danny's going to be in Denver with you out there, Jacob. But oh, no, you never no, no, know. No, 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 don't speak that into existence. Get that out of here, please. He <laughs> so can we'll go see. The Eagles are you know somewhere else. No, I want the <laughs> Eagles to keep Jalen Hurts. You just keep Jalen Hurts right where they're at. Eagles. You should give him an extension. That's that's what I say there. All oh, right, man. so <laughs> let's go through our locks. So guys that we think you know next week smash play. I'm, I'm cheating on this one. I'm going Kyle Pitts. Uh, playing against Carolina, I think that I know that defense has been better, but tight ends have been you know a little weak point there for them. I do think that he's going to get the targets that we like to see. So give me give me Kyle Pitts in my lineup, and I'm going to laugh. Love that man, slam dunk pick right there. Love it. You know, like sometimes sometimes it's good to just be simple and just to not make fantasy hard, Too like hard. you always say, right? I will uh, say, you know, to your point, I did say that I, I tweeted out because I was kind of being a dick, but I, I said I saw a lot of Cooper Cup talk today. We haven't talked about Cooper Cup, wide receiver one, all that stuff, and everybody's saying, oh, right. sell high and all that. All I <laughs> tweeted out was I said, I'm going to keep him because I like to score fantasy points. Sometimes, because I like fantasy points. <laughs> sometimes you could just keep these guys and just let them score pa- fantasy points for you. Like, you don't have to be, you don't have to right. overthink this. Like, Cooper Cup could win you leagues this year. Keep him on your roster. And please, he has that contract. He's still a great dynasty yeah. asset. Stafford's going to be there. Like, we don't have to move guys all the time just to move them. I love that, Kevin. That's a great fire take right there. Just, um, you know, just I'm just here. Just roll with him, guys. He's dominating. Just keep rolling him in your lineups and keep dominating your opponent. I love it. Uh, now, my lock of the week is Joe Mixon at the New York Jets. All right. The New York Jets are giving up the most fantasy points to running backs this season. All right. The Jets just allowed Damian Harris, Brandon Bolden, and J.J. Taylor to to combine for 56.3 fantasy points last week. 
all three Patriots running backs ate last week. So to enter Joe Mixon, Mixon always feasts against lowly defenses. And I expect this week to be no different. All right. So I would fire up the 25 year old as a top five back this week. Hey, was that a shot at my guy Mixon? He always feasts against low end players. Was that kind of a (laughs) shot that you just, you just gave to my guy? It was subtle. I was hoping that you wouldn't really recognize it. But hey, yeah, man, yeah. the Bengals have been playing well, and Burrow's been yeah. passing like crazy. So maybe this is like, all right, Burrow takes a step back and just lets Mixon do his thing because, you know, it's the truth. He he does so good against these defenses that are lowly. Now, he does very well against those defenses who can stop the run, but against like the Jaguars, against the Jets, He's going to feast. So get him in your lineup. Get him in your DFS lineup. Get him wherever you can. Now, I, I got a couple important questions for you right now before we get out of here. It's about Halloween. Ooh. Do you dress up with your wife like same costumes? Are you one of those families that dress up with your kids and have the same costumes? I feel like you are, Jacob. Ah, you saw right through me, Kevin. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Guess what? We're going to be this year. What? We're going to be the 101 Dalmatians. I'm oh man. I'm going to be Jasper. My son's going to be Horace. <laughs> my wife's going to be Cruella and my daughter's going to be a Dalmatian puppy. All right? And I'm going to have plenty of pictures for you, Kevin, and you're going to like uh, them all, right? I fi- like I all. figured that was you. You're the Instagram parents <laughs> getting dressed up to like I, I knew it. I knew. It. No, yes, that's sir. good. That, that's good. No, we uh we don't do that. You know, my kids have already gone through three different outfits. So they wanted to be fire trucks and oh. we got them those. And now they wanted to be PJ mask. And now, uh, you oh, know, goodness. whatever cat boy or whatever the other guy is. Uh, and now they want to be something else. So we'll see what they are. I am not dressing up, uh, but mm-hmm. I will be going with them and stealing all their candy. Uh, so that, go. that is the key. I wanted to see, you know, how your Halloween is going to go yeah. and, and just uh, how you do that. We're, we're going to our local church and doing like a, uh, the the trunk now like where they go and they, trunk they or treat. Dress, yeah trunk or treat which i like a little bit better going yeah. to people's houses and do that kind of stuff so all right well mm-hmm. hey that was this week week eight we got we got through buying and getting together we worked and, and we, yes. we played a lot of had a lot of some had some fun out there That's and funny. as always just stay active on the trade market stay active on the waiver wire have some fun with fantasy because yes. it can beat you down at times i lost a i lost one game by 0.12 points this last week oh. but i also won two games where i only scored 90 points so That's there's nice. games where you're like like, hey, this could go on that. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Jacob, you got anything? Uh, I just want to say, I just want to say, it's better to be lucky than good, right there. And happy Halloween to everyone. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs>